0: You are now tuned in to beyondthelabco.com. This is a podcast about exciting science that can help you change your life. If you want to live longer and feel healthier and happier, then you need factual information backed up by science covering health, wellness, aging, and innovation. Join your host, Dr. Cameron Jones, PhD, as he reviews some of the best research that hides in the journals and take control of your life today.
1: Hello, and welcome to BeyondTheLabCoat.com, My name is Dr. Cameron Jones and in today's episode I'm going to be focusing on what experts are saying about mental imagery and muscle building. Now, although I've chosen the topic to be about muscle building, really this is a podcast which is going to be focusing on the correlation or the potential correlation between positive thinking, motivation, positivity and what the outcome is for fitness, workouts, and overall health. And to do this, I'm going to take you back and review a paper which came out in 1985. And you can read and download this paper by going to beyondthelabcoat.com. Now this particular paper is entitled, The Effects of Positive and Negative Imagery on Motor Skill Performance. And this was published by scientists at Rutgers University and Princeton University. And they start out in their introduction talking about the fact that as early as World War II, research was being conducted in the field of imagery and its potential relationship with athletic skill and performance. And so this is a really important topic, I feel. And so... What did this paper basically set out to show? Well, they wanted to carry out uh, an experiment seeing whether or not telling different groups of people to visualise with their mind positive and negative outcomes. And so... They chose a very simple task, which was getting a golf ball into a hole using a putter. So, I know it sounds like a very simple experiment, but the statistics related to the outcome of this experiment are really fascinating. So what did they do? The task required subjects to putt a golf ball a standard distance into a cup. So a standard equipment was used, and what happened? So a group of people were randomly assigned into one of three groups. So there was a positive imagery group, a negative imagery group, and a control group. So before the experiment started, what happened is that the subjects uh, were given... Uh, uh, explicit instructions and they were uh, put into these uh, two groups as I said. So the positive imagery group were instructed that before they putted the golf ball, they were to imagine themselves taking a gentle and firm backswing and stroking the ball smoothly down the target line and to imagine that ball rolling, rolling, rolling right into the cup. In contrast, the negative imagery group were given identical imagery instructions regarding how to use the putter. However, they were to imagine the ball rolling, rolling, rolling towards the cup, but at the very last second, narrowly missing. And those people who were in the control group, they were told that they were just participating in an experiment to see how Repeating the task was linked with improved performance. So, what were the results? The positive imagery group, there was an improvement of 30.4%. The negative imagery group showed a decline in accuracy of 21.2%. While the control group, who just repeated the task, and weren't given any imagery to think about. They showed an increase in accuracy of just under 10%. So you can see that even with this simple task just being told to visualize the outcome, positive imagery is linked to an improvement in a motor skill task. Now imagine if you use mental imagery when you next do your workout or go to the gym or even just imagine the outcome of a particular task, isn't that fantastic? I now want to focus on another publication which came out in 2003 and isn't focusing on performance tasks, but is really talking about how you can use your mind to improve muscle strength. And this came out in the journal Neuropsychologia. And again, it's on our website so you can download it and read it for yourself. And it's entitled, From Mental Power to Muscle Power, Gaining Strength by Using the Mind. And the aim of this study was to determine whether mental training induced strength gains. That is, without actually performing the physical exercise in two particular muscle groups. One is the little finger abductor and the second is the elbow flexor muscle. Now we use these in our daily lives so this is a particularly relevant study because the aim here is to work out whether or not you can actually improve and gain strength just by thinking about it. So what the scientists did was they got a group of participants and they were actively put into different groups. So there was an active group that was trained to perform mental contractions of the little finger then a second group performed mental contractions of the elbow. The third group they weren't trained at all but they participated in all the measurements and served as the control and then another group actually performed physical strength training exercises. So this training lasted for 12 weeks 15 minutes per day for five days per week. At the end of the training they found that the first group that trained the mental contractions for the little finger saw an increase in finger strength of 35%. Now those that thought about training the increase in strength for their elbow saw an increase in strength of 13.5%. Interestingly and quite intuitively The physical training group increased their finger strength by 53%. So the conclusion was that mental training enhances the cortical output signal in your brain, which in turn drives the muscles to higher activation levels, thereby increasing strength. Now, I know it's only two muscle groups, but this is a proof that using the mind leads to real gains in strength. Now the last paper I want to review came out in the Journal of Neurophysiology in 2014. And this again looks at the power of the mind. But uh, instead of trying to build strength up, this particular group of scientists looked at what would happen when the wrist and hand was immobilized for a period of four weeks to actually induce weakness. And their study looked at the correlation with positive imagery about muscle contractions. And just imagine if you've had an accident and a particular limb or group of uh, uh, body parts is unable to perform their intended function. So this particular experiment uh, immobilized the wrist and hand to induce weakness in a group of subjects. Now, another group also underwent four weeks of immobilization, but they were told to perform a mental imagery task of strong muscle contractions five days per week. So they didn't actually do it, but they were told to imagine performing strong muscle contractions in their immobilized wrist and hand. So what did they discover? Well, after the four weeks in the group that weren't allowed to move their wrist and hand, they saw a strength decrease of 45%. However, in the group that were told to imagine contracting their muscles, they only saw a corresponding loss of strength of 24%. So there was a 50% attenuation in loss of strength just by imagining contracting their muscles. So I hope you can see that the mind has incredible power and really is a critical component of success in tasks and I hope you can take action with this. Come and visit my website at beyondthelabcoat.com to read further studies which have been uh, written and published in the literature concerning imagery and performance. So I hope you found this information useful to you and uh, I look forward to your feedback. Contact me at beyondthelabcoat.com you can go to this website and download all the articles which i have been talking about today also make sure to connect with me on your favorite social media you'll find me on twitter and snap at dr cameron jones as well as at dr cameronjones.com which is my main website now obviously i want to talk about the limitations of the information that i've been providing to you today My standard medical disclaimer is that this information is provided for information purposes only. So obviously you should seek assistance from your own healthcare professional when interpreting these materials or applying them to your own individual circumstances. In any case, I'll see you next time and stay well. Bye for
0: now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of beyondthelabco.com with your host, Dr. Cameron Jones, PhD. If you liked this episode, please leave a review and subscribe for more great content. And to stay up to date, visit at beyondthelabco.com and we'll catch you next time.